good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Wealth Guardian Show. I'm your host, Doug Ray, and really do appreciate you spending some of your weekend with us. Bryce, how's it going, man? Man, the holidays are getting closer every day, Doug. I'm excited. I'm looking forward to just one more week around the corner. Can you believe it's the middle of December already? Hard to believe. You know, what the market was doing last year was very different from this year, right? I know, I know. And, you know, we just had our big Christmas party for our clients. We had... uh, Good golly, approaching 180, 180 folks. Yeah. yeah, 180 of your hard-earned clients. <laughs> Fun times had for everybody. Good meal, good yeah, eats, good drinks. Good stuff. And you know, when we first started this thing several years ago, we barely had 30. Well, so, that's, that's a sign of what kind of a business you run. Well, we're, we do our best, don't we? Yeah, we do. Yep. All righty. So for you folks that are new to the show... This is Ray Financial and the Wealth Guardians. We're a local independent firm, and we work with folks who are somewhere between 7 and 10 years from retirement and folks who are already retired. And, you know, in that situation, most people just don't know how to turn retirement savings accounts into a steady flow of income once they're not drawing that paycheck anymore. So I focus my practice on retirement income planning, and history shows there's two powerful truths when it comes to finances and retirement. Number one... What got you to retirement will not necessarily get you through retirement. What could number two possibly be? Why don't you tell us, Bryce? Well, I'm going to guess it's something along the lines of losses mean more than gains in retirement once you aren't drawing that paycheck. Am I close? Amen. All right. Well, I've got another truth to throw out there. I'm going to ask it in the way of a question, Doug. If you had the choice of going to two doctors and one had taken the Hippocratic Oath and the other hadn't, which one would you go to? Well, Bryce, that's obvious answer to that. You'd go to the doctor who took the Hippocratic Oath, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. The one who is obligated to uh, act in your best interest. Well, in our world, the world of advisors, the Hippocratic Oath is known as the fiduciary standard. And not all advisors operate, believe it or not, as crazy as that might sound, not all advisors have taken that uh, Hippocratic Oath or are obligated to act in your best interests. But, Doug, your firm, yourself and myself, we work on the fiduciary standard. And, folks, that should be the number one question you ask an advisor out there is, are you obligated to work on the fiduciary standard? So that's your other truth. Amen to that. And as always, let us take a moment to salute all of our uh, service members, their families, our first responders, and our veterans. Thank you so much for everything you've done. And we know this is particularly a tough time of year for families to be apart due to uh, somebody serving. So to all the kids out there listening, your moms and dads are doing a great service for this country. So thank you, kids, and thank you, the uh, husbands and the wives who are here at home while your spouse is away as well. We do appreciate you, especially this time of year. Yeah, no doubt. I remember my first uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas when I was deployed over It It is very, very Very hard. So, guys, you know, uh, part of getting older usually means dealing with ailments. And my gosh, I've got plenty of that. My knees and everything from playing football all the years. But boy, I had a lot of fun. You know, wearing my knees out. <laughs> you just didn't know it was gonna yeah. what the repercussions were yeah, gonna be you're, in your sixties. When you're sixty plus now, it just is just not so much fun anymore. Not, but yeah, you know, most of that stuff's treatable, and there's usually options to handle all those situations. And the same can be said for your pre-tax retirement accounts. See how I segued into that? That's beautiful. That's a professional radio Yeah, right that there. part of you isn't in it. <laughs> so, you know, if you own one of these kinds of accounts, uh, you're going to have to take RMDs at some point. There's no way out of it. No. Nope. Wow. So you need to know how to deal with the situation, the options that are available. 
so you can get rid of them all together if you if you want to. And that's what we're discussing today. It's very important, especially at this time of year. We only have two weeks, folks. Two weeks left. So RMDs for this year is fast approaching. It's kind of like the RMDs are dropping with that ball in New York. As it drops, <laughs> it's you getting drop. close. The RMDs are dropping too. Yep. Well, Doug, it's probably best if we start with the basics. Okay, so for those who may not know, and as a refresher, or for those who do. Talk to us about what RMDs actually are. Well, in short, it stands for Required Minimum Distribution, and it's the government's way of getting some tax revenue. You know, remember, you got a tax deduction when you made a contribution all those years, and the government let that money grow, tax deferred. You didn't have to pay tax as it grew. And now when you turn 70 and a half, you know, your partner there, uh, the U.S. government, they want their fair share. So you don't own all the money that's in those pre-tax retirement plan because Uncle Sam owns a portion, somewhere between 25%, maybe a third of it. So now it's Uncle Sam and the government's time. They want their money. How uncharacteristic is that for Uncle Sam? Now, not only do they want paid back on the amount that you contributed, but they also collect tax on the entire amount of the account, including all of the interest that you've earned. Yeah, they do this by forcing you to start drawing money out of that account every year once you reach 70 and a half, and by increasing the percentage you have every single year. And if you fail to do this, there's very, very steep penalties. Yeah, so if you don't meet your RMD by the proper time or you don't take enough out, get this, you're going to be penalized 50% of the amount you should have taken out. And you have to pay 50% penalty Plus the regular income taxes. I mean, Doug, I have seen politicians found guilty of embezzlement, and they've gotten <laughs> off lighter than that. <laughs> well, clear, clearly, you don't want to be subject to that penalty. No, let's just spend, you don't. Let's just spend some time talking about how to avoid this penalty. And to avoid it, you have to know how RMDs are calculated, what plans are affected, and additionally, when you have to take them. All right, so let's dive into those details. All right. Required minimum distribution rules apply to all employer-sponsored retirement plans, including profit-sharing plans, the 401Ks, the 403Bs, 457s, as well as the individual savings accounts like your traditional IRA, IRA base plans like SEPs, SARSEPs, and simple IRAs. And thrift savings plans are in there as well. Mm, they are. Yeah. Well, now, to be clear, the rules don't apply to Roth IRAs and after-tax accounts. These are just all pre-tax accounts. Yeah, that's right. You start taking RMDs once you reach 70 and a half, and you must take them every year after that. Your very first RMD is due the year you turn 70 and a half. However, you do have the right to delay your very first RMD up to April 1st of the year following you turning 70 and a half. After the first year, though, all future RMDs have to be met by the end of December of that tax year. Yeah, that's a really important date right there. Let's do a look at an example, Doug. Let's say that you were born on uh, March 1st, 49. And that means you turned 70 and a half this year on September 1st. Okay. So you're now at the age you have to start taking RMDs. Thus, you have to meet your RMD for the year 2019. But the rule says you can delay that very first RMD to April 1st of the year following the year you turn 70 and a half. So that means in this case, you could wait till April 1st of 2020 to take your first RMD. Now, 
What you have to understand is that RMD is for 2019 tax year, but you're also going to have to take a 2020 RMD by the end of that year, right. next so to, year. Right. So to be clear, if you wait until April of the next year to meet your very first RMD, then you will have two separate RMDs added to your federal income tax return for that, in this case, the 2020 tax year. Yeah. And depending on the size of your RMDs, that, this may not be something you want to do. That could be a problem. Right? Yeah. Delaying that very first RMD to the following year plus taking that year's RMD could throw you into a higher tax bracket or cause you to collect too much income for that year. Not good. So you have to do some projections when it comes to deciding when to claim your very first RMD. You know, most people just take the first one in the year they turn 70 and a half and be done with it. And they don't have to do two in the following year. So it's simple that way. I think in 30 some odd years in this business, I don't think I've ever seen anybody delay taking their RMDs. So, again, every year after your first RMD, your RMD is due by the end of the year. And they're stiff penalties if yeah. you don't take it. Let's avoid those penalties, folks. So, Doug, let's talk now about how people calculate their RMD so they know how much they have to take. How does that work? Well, you know, I recommend people get professional help with this. Um, you know, their financial advisor, their CPA. I'm not going to argue with that. Because there are stiff penalties. You know, most of uh, your financial companies that you have your IRA accounts with will help you with that, too. But basically, uh, your RMD, to calculate it, uh, every year you take the balance of that account as of December 31st of the previous tax year and then divide it by the life expectancy table factor that the IRS publishes. And there's different tables, so you need to make sure you're using the appropriate one for the right type of money for your specific situation. It's very important to remember that each retirement plan you have has to be calculated separately to figure that RMD for that account. But RMDs from the same types of plans can all be bundled together. That is, so after you calculate the RMD for each one of your plans, you can then add all the RMDs together and take the total amount from any combination of these accounts or all of it from one account. However, it only works for the same type of plan. So if you have three traditional IRAs and two employer-sponsored 401ks, then you have to combine the RMDs from all three traditional IRAs and then combine the two 401k plans. You can't take the combination of all those accounts together. Yeah, that's very key there, Doug. Now, there is a strategy here if you do have several different accounts, because it may very well make sense to combine those RMDs, as you were saying, and take the money from one specific account, right? Yeah, for example, if you've got an IRA in a very low interest rate account and another in a high yielding account, then right. you probably would want to take the money out of the one that's not paying you as much interest. Makes perfect sense. So remember, if you don't take your RMD by the right time or you do not take enough to meet the required minimum distribution rules, the IRS is going to hit you with a big 50% penalty. <laughs> yeah. So we routinely help our clients in this area. If you need assistance with meeting your RMDs, figuring out how much you have to take, from what accounts to take it from, whether you take your first RMD this year or next year, if you got any questions at all, uh, about any other strategy for that matter, just call us at 336-391-3409. We'll be very, very glad to help you figure this mess out. And, you know, I'll point out as well that if your advisor, the one that you're currently working with, is kind of one of those one-and-done advisors, Doug, where they've 
helped you get allocated and then you don't hear from them again. They just sell you a product. Yeah, that's one, that's not a fiduciary. And two, they're not going to help you out with that R&D strategy, so you're left to your own devices. Right. And that's not what a real advisor is about. Like Our firm here, we meet with all of our clients at least once a year. And one of the things that we talk about for those who are over 70 and a half is how and when to take those RMDs. And if they do any charitable giving out of them, which I think we're going to get to in the next uh, part of the uh, of the show here, is which accounts do we give those from and in what way do we do it to avoid taxes on that? So, folks, if you are left up to your own devices on how to take out your RMDs, then you might want to consider getting some additional help and making that uh, person you're getting the help from your permanent advisor. Now, Doug, when we get the question fairly often, is there any way to get rid of RMDs? Because many people, you know, they don't need their RMDs for income and they hate taking the money out and pay taxes on it. The good news is there are a few ways to get around those RMDs. After our break, we're going to share some valuable information on how to get rid or satisfy your RMDs. Folks, we're up against a break. We will be back in a few moments. And welcome back to the Wealth Guardians radio show. This is where we help our clients retire the job, yet keep the paycheck. And for the listeners out there who are five to seven years from retirement and you want to confirm that you're actually making the best decisions for retirement, well, guess what? Good news. We offer a no-cost, no-obligation second opinion to make sure that you are indeed on the right path. And the number that you would need to call to get in touch with us, well, it's 336-391-3409. You've spent a long time saving up your money. Don't make some wrong decisions now that it's time to preserve that money and then take distributions out of it. Now, Doug, we spent the first half of the show explaining what's behind a diagnosis of RMDs. So let's spend some time now on treating or even curing this pervasive condition. that hits a lot of retirees right in their retirement plan belt this time of year. Yeah, you know, I tell you, a lot of people, they hate, I mean, hate taking that RMD because that forces them to claim additional income that they may not need, income that can throw them into a higher tax bracket, which then can cause their Social Security to be taxed at a a higher rate. And and it may even possibly uh, cause their Medicare Part B premium to to be higher. You know, just this week, I was sitting down with some long-term clients, and they're you know, I love him to death. They're, they're, they're a year and a half for him having to take his RMD, but yet they're already starting to, to calculate and talk about it. But Panic. What do you expect? She's a CPA and he's an engineer. Oh, yeah. the worst. <laughs> the worst combination right there. Uh, well, whatever. They're great people, yeah. though. Fortunately, you know, due, due to recent favorable tax rulings, there's now actually four different types of treatments, so to speak, that are available that either delay reduce or get rid of the RMDs. And we're going to talk about all four, right? Yeah, we are. Okay. First one, do a Roth IRA conversion before you have to take your RMD. A Roth IRA grows your money tax-free, meaning the money in that Roth IRA, including the interest it makes, is never subject to taxes and penalties as long as a couple of very easy guidelines are met. So so to be clear, what you're saying, Doug, is Roth IRAs 
are not subject to RMDs. Correct. Excellent. Now, so you are not forced to take money out of a tax-free Roth IRA, just to be clear. All right, continue. And if you do need to withdraw money, it's not subject to tax or penalties, and it's not countable towards your Social Security tax formula. That's huge right there. That's big. So one way of getting rid of RMDs is to get your money moved into the Roth IRA before you have to start taking RMDs by doing a Roth conversion. And everyone who owns a pre-tax retirement account is allowed to convert to a Roth IRA at any time they want. And to be clear, Doug, you can still do Roth conversions even after you've started taking RMDs as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. There's no restrictions like there used to be. The way a Roth IRA conversion works is that you simply transfer your existing pre-tax retirement account over to a tax-free Roth IRA account. You keep the same investments if you want to. The only thing that changes is the tax treatment of the money going from a tax-deferred account subject to RMDs to a tax-free account that is not subject to RMDs. Now, when you do a conversion, you do have to pay tax on the amount of money you're going to convert for that tax year. Right. Yeah. Conversion doesn't get you out of paying the taxes. And please, folks, don't think that that is the benefit. There is a benefit, but that's not it. Yeah. It just allows you to pay tax when you want. From the point on, it'll be tax-free as it grows, and there's no RMDs. It's a great deal if you know you're going to be paying taxes anyway. And if you have opportunities to pay tax earlier than when an RMD starts, then it may be in your best interest to do this, especially now with taxes basically at historic lows. I think the lowest we'll see in our lifetimes. A lot of folks are doing these conversions now to take, so to speak, the bull by the horns. They pay tax on some money now before tax rates possibly rise in the future, and they get money moved over to a tax-free Roth account where they don't have to worry about paying taxes on it in the future. And it's not subject to RMDs. So you could do a one-time Roth conversion, do a partial conversion over multiple years to pay taxes on certain amounts just to maximize that lower tax bracket. Remember, a Roth IRA is not subject to RMDs. So one effective way of getting around RMDs is converting your money from pre-taxed retirement accounts to a Roth IRA. And Doug, that Roth conversion that we're talking about is probably the most common treatment strategy to treat a case of RMDs, but there's a few other options available as well. One is called a QLAC, which stands for Qualified Lifetime Annuity Contract, which is actually an effective tool that's going to help you delay your required minimum distributions for up to 15 years. Yeah, an interesting side note about that, Bryce, is several years ago, uh, one of the companies we work with, American Equity, invited me to go to Washington, D.C. with them on a lobbying expedition to, uh, to talk to various uh, uh, congressional people. I got the chance to meet Gregory Meeks of uh, New York, uh, Senator Grassley of Iowa. We were supposed to meet Sue Myrick, but it was right after the Benghazi incident, and she was on the Intelligence uh, Committee, so she was she was away. And basically what this means is we uh, we were able to get Congress to see the benefit of these QLACs. Yeah, basically what they do is they allow you to put up a certain amount of money into an account for which you will have n- no RMDs to take on the amount of money 
up to the age of 85. So essentially, you can get rid of RMDs on a portion of money all the way up to age 85. That's a 15-year delay for you saving tax dollars by not having to pay taxes on RMDs. It doesn't get rid of the RMDs, folks. It just delays them, but that as well can be key to your situation. However, I'll say this. If you are in a very high tax bracket and you don't need the money and you want to delay your RMDs to a later time, then a QLAC may be a great option for you. And we can help you determine if that QLAC is sensible for you as well. You know, another way to effectively get rid of these RMDs is based on a specific rule in the 401k plan when you go and continue to work. Oh, that's, Yeah, that's a good one, Doug. You can delay taking RMDs from your current employer plan provided such as your your 401k or whatever you might have, until you retire or separate from service. But here's the caveat. As long as you do not own more than 5% of the company sponsoring the plan, which is an odd caveat. I've never been able to figure that one out. But, you know, the IRS and the government agencies put it together. So, you know, there's some common sense behind it somewhere in there. So, for example, if you have a 401k plan at work and you keep working until, say, you're 76, you can wait until the year that you retire or separate from service to start taking required RMDs or required minimum distributions from that specific 401k plan. However, you still have to take RMDs from any other retirement plan that you have, such as old 401ks or IRAs out there. And last but not least is probably the most popular treatment for a case of the RMDs called QCD, known as Qualified Qualified Charitable Charitable Distribution. Distribution. That's a great one as well. Lots of acronyms in today's show. How about that? Sounds like I'm back in the military. (laughs) (laughs) So even though this is becoming the most popular way of getting rid of RMDs, most people still don't know that this option even exists. What it does is it allows you to send your RMD, or any amount of money for that matter, up to $100,000 out of your taxable retirement account directly to a charity of your choice. So by doing this, you don't have to claim the money on your 1040 at the end of the year, and it satisfies your RMD. Let's say your RMD is $10,000 for this year, and let's say you generally give $10,000 to your, your church each year through you know offerings. So you can give your RMD to your church, and it will not count as income, and it satisfies your RMD. It's one of the best benefits in the entire Internal Revenue Code. And right now, for those people who want to give money to a charity, it's a great way to do it. Because of the tax code of 2018, the standard deduction was dramatically increased and itemizing charitable deductions decreased causing people's charitable deductions not to be tax deductible. So in my opinion, this is absolutely the best benefit in the Internal Revenue Code for those folks, 70 and a half and over, who want to be charitably minded and take the RMD anyway. Again, it's going to save you some money. It's going to help significantly. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. So now in order to do a QCDs, there's a few specific rules that you've got to follow, like everything else in the internal revenue, or I should say the infernal revenue <laughs> code. Mainly, you've got to make sure your IRA custodian sends the money directly to the charity. You can't put your greasy palms on it, period. You can't take the money out of your account, then donate it to a charity. 
Yeah, the money has to go directly from your IRA custodian to your charity via a letter of instruction. Your name can't be on it. We can help you make sure that you do that the right way because that is key. Yep, you must follow those rules specifically in order to accomplish this. But it is a tremendously valuable tool that's going to allow you to meet your RMD but have uh, not have to pay tax on it. Yeah, and Doug, now as we wrap up this conversation, it's safe to say that RMDs can be confusing and complex. And that's why I want to take a few minutes here and just talk about what it is we do for our clients in our four-step meeting process. So when you come see us, if whether you have an advisor or not, maybe you're just looking for a second opinion and you want to make sure that you're on the right path, or maybe you've never had an advisor and you're getting ready to retire and you want to make sure that all your ducks are in a row in that aspect as well, we'll sit down with you for a four-meeting process. It's generally four meetings. Sometimes it can be a little longer depending on what your needs and goals are. But uh, the first meeting, uh, there's no cost and no obligation for any of this, by the way. But we're going to collect a lot of information from you. We're going to ask a lot of questions. Some of it will make sense why we're asking it, and some of it won't. But don't worry, we're asking everything for a reason. And then on the second meeting, we're going to start analyzing your current portfolio. Doug, this is probably one of my favorite sessions, what we call the eye-opening session. I love it, too. And what we do there is we put together a Social Security report for you so that you see what's the optimal optimized way for you to file for Social Security. We do a riskalyzed report for you where we've uh, analyzed the risk that you're taking with your current portfolio. We do a uh, mutual fund analysis report for you so that you can see how your mutual funds compare to their peers. And then we do a fee report for you as well. So that's five different reports that you get in one meeting. We call that the eye-opening report because generally there's a lot of information in there that you were never aware of. Now, the third meeting is where we really get down to the meat and potatoes of things, where we start analyzing your retirement, and we take a look at two things. One, if you didn't make any changes to your portfolio, how would retirement look for you if you didn't make any changes? Is it a successful retirement? Are you able to retire when you want to? Are you able to have the type of income in retirement that you're expecting or that you're hoping for? And then we run that side by side by our recommendations. And then we go into details of what those recommendations are. We're going to help you lower fees. We're going to help you take low risk, lower risk than probably what you already are taking and align those risks with what your risk tolerance is. And then after we iron out all the all the sheets on that, we get out all the bugs. We come back for a fourth meeting where we've presented it to you in a full written binder so that you can take it home and read it to your heart's content. Once we've done all this for you. We like to think that our plan makes sense and that you want to move ahead with us. So if that sounds good to you folks and that sounds like what you're looking for, here's our phone number. 336-391-3409. We'd love to sit down with you and help you make sure that you're on the right track for retirement. Folks, happy holidays to you. We'll be back here next week at the Wealth Guardians Radio Show. Take care. Merry Christmas, everybody. 